Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will. What's up, Gabe? So this is going to be episode 26, part four of our series, Does Life Have Meaning?, where we in episode 25, we talked about some practical steps, and we're going to just continue that that discussion right here in part four. Yeah, I appreciate that, Gabe. Uh, so yeah, if you just listened to episode 25, you know we are, but if it's been a, a little while, just want to give you a quick update. We talked about, like Gabe said, practical steps and, and trying to honor the Lord and, and have a you know, good response. And I guess you can define good however you want to, but a healthy response to uh, losing your child and, and wanting to keep their memory alive. And we just really talked about, we spent a lot of time, we, we could probably spend a lot of time on all of these. I've got like a page and a half of notes as to things you can, can do, and we could probably make that into six more episodes. But we'll try to try to give you some, some practical advice without taking all day uh, <laughs> to, to tell you these. But we really just, we talked a lot about the importance of talking to your wife and, uh, encouraging her and being on the same page with her and letting her know that that you haven't forgotten about your child and that that you are hurting too and and you're there with her and you want to commiserate with her and know how she feels and then we talked about the importance of keeping your your children alive by telling their story and just you know including them in the lives of the other children that you have that may be living or just you know the story of your family when someone asks hey nice to meet you you got you're married you got kids and and you just in includes your children there. And so the next thing I have written down is, uh, you know, very closely tied into telling the story of your children, but it's just saying their name. And, uh, you know, our son's name was, was Gabriel, it's William Gabriel Haycox. Um, I'm, I'm William Gregory Haycox. So it was kind of a compromise between me and my wife. It's like, she didn't really want to make a junior. She wanted him to have his unique name. And I wanted the junior, so we got WGH either way. So uh, it worked out. But, um, <clears throat> you know, same thing, you know, we just talked about with telling the story that when, when someone asked about your children to tell them, you know, we had we had Gabriel and he was still born and now we have Bonnie. And uh, this, you know, you may not, you don't have to tell the whole story. You don't have to, uh, you know, go into great detail other than saying I have, you know, a son in heaven and a daughter here with us. Um, it, it could lead to some uncomfortable conversations. Um, I think you need to be, and it's something, you know, Gabe and I were just talking about quickly in between podcasts that uh, you know, losing a child brings some some level of realness to your, your life. Uh, but I think you need to be comfortable with uncomfortable conversations in order to, to have some important conversations. Because, you know, the, the old joke is, you know, you don't talk about religion and politics at dinner. And I wish we would, because I think, you know, that's not that politics is the most important thing. It's important. But, uh, you know, talking about religion is the most important thing we can do as Christians is to try to encourage others to be believers and to, you know, to know the Lord. They need to know about the Lord and, and have that relationship. And so I think just the same here is to, to honor your child's memory. If you're uncomfortable talking about it or you don't want to have a hard conversation, you're never going to get a chance to talk about them because, most people in our society are uncomfortable with death in general, and especially they're very uncomfortable with, with thinking about the death of a child. So, um, you know, going into that, and Gabe, you can you can hop in here as well, but just want to 
my personal opinion is I think we should all be a little more real with each other and more intentional all the time. And you know, I think the easiest way to to describe to you why we're not is you know, think about how many times in your life you see a friend at church, you see a friend at work, you see a friend wherever, and you're like, hey, man, how are you? How many times do you actually tell them how you are? Like if, if someone, even you, Gabe, like we know each other and we have talked about these, these deep, intimate things and what we're struggling with and we're, we have similar relations, similar experiences and, and losing children and this similar hurts, even when you ask me how you doing, a lot of times it's not that I'm hiding anything from you. It's just a whole lot easier to be like, I'm doing okay, you know, I'm doing fine or, you know, I had a tough day yesterday, but things are good. You know, it's it's a whole lot easier to say that than it is to really be like, man, you know, I'm struggling, you know, whatever it is. I'm struggling with work. I'm struggling with, with losing our children and not knowing how to get past that, how to, you know, trust the Lord in this. And I'm, I'm mad at God. Me and my wife aren't talking and we're, you know, estranged, whatever it is. I, th- I think just to, also with losing a child, but just in general, I think, we need to, as a society, but especially as Christian men, be intentional about our conversations and, and open up to one another and open up to our wives and you know, just acknowledge that we have feelings and we have hurt and we have uh, you know, things that need to be dealt with that can't be if we take the tactic of, I guess, what our fathers or our grandfather's generation of you just come home from work and you bottle it up and you act like you're in great mood and don't ever talk about anything with your family and then wake up in the morning and go to work and be stressed out until you go home and do it all over again. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I think, and, and, and again, the practicality of this is <clears throat> that you're, you're allowing yourself to express what you're really feeling, which is healthy to a degree because you're not, you're not bottling up just like you said. And, Mm -hmm. and that's good. You know, it's therapeutic in nature, you know, to get your, to get this stuff out. And, um, you know, it's, I'll say this, like, you know, we're in a small group at church and I, so we lead a little Bible study at our house on Sunday nights. And I told the guys and girls last week, I said, you know, I said, I had to apologize last year at the end of last year of our small group, which was kind of a different group of people about how I had not been open with our group about some things. Um, and, but I'd been going through for a couple of years mm-hmm. and because I just didn't want to, you know, a, I didn't want to burden on B. I didn't want to come across as, Hey, I'm the leader of this group, but I don't have it all together. And which is a prideful thing, you know? And so I was, I was like, it was a, it was, it was pride, you know, and I was letting that dictate my life, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of like real realness, you know, dictate my life there. And, and that wasn't good, you know? And so in this scenario, there's, there's gotta be at least somebody in your life that you're willing to open up to, you know, when they ask you, how's it, how's it going? You know, like if somebody, again, I agree with what you're saying, but you know, you're not going to get into these relate, Mm -hmm. these, these conversations with everybody that you run into. Cause you know why? 
because then people are going to quit trying to run into you because <laughs> mm-hmm. they'll yeah. be like, oh, God, here comes here comes Gabe again. Yeah. He's going to tell me all his deepest, darkest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like that uh, Saturday Night Live skit, yes. like Debbie Downer that's, or whatever. Yeah, Debbie Downer, that's what I was thinking of, too. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we don't want to be that guy. But, you know, there's got to be some people that, you're, that, you, that you can open up to, you know, and you got to be willing to do that and to be real with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. at least some dude. And we kind of talked about that in previous episodes. But, again, I think it's good, it's worth mentioning, particularly to guys, because we do tend to keep things, you know, bottled in and just mm-hmm. be stoic and whatever. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think just in general, like we said, you know, you can't be afraid to have hard conversations and you can't be afraid to talk about hard things because, you know, I have, I have no idea what everyone's relationship status is out here, you know, how you and your wife got together. But just think about, like, if you were afraid of having uncomfortable conversations with your wife before you got married, would you be married? Like, I think we've made this joke before, but, like, did you get married by just, like, hanging out with your wife two or three times and then you were just like, want to get married? And she was like, sure, let's get married. And then you got married. Like, you probably spent some time getting to know her, talking about, her family talking about her hopes and her dreams and and yours and going back and forth and sometimes those conversations can be uncomfortable I know Hannah and I had some uncomfortable conversations before we were engaged and so the same way you know if you want to have meaningful conversations they don't have to be like you said they don't have to be downers you don't have to think like every time you see somebody you want to bring up all the worst things that ever happened in your life so that you can get to the good things that have come out of them but I guess what I'm just saying is don't be afraid to stray into those places that are that are less comfortable with, like you said, the, the people that you're comfortable having those conversations with. I, I'm not. That's a good point to bring up. I'm not saying, you know, when you meet somebody new, that's the first thing you need to say is, hey, here's my life story and all the mental struggles I've dealt with and how I've been angry at God and da-da-da, you know, and talk for 45 minutes. And they're like, I'm never going to see this person again, and I'm going to avoid them every time I see them on the street. So, yeah, that, that's an important point there. But, yeah, I, I think that's something, like you said, that as guys we could all be better at. And even we need to do this with our wives more. Yeah. You know, we've said this multiple times. But if, that, if your wife is the only person that you have these real conversations with, that's better than not having them at all. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would definitely encourage that. Um, the next thing, you know, and this is something Gabe and I were just talking about a little bit that, you know, maybe we can do another uh, episode or multiple episodes on is, you know, take the time and, uh, allow the, the working of the Lord to, to use you to encourage others and to build them up and encourage them to draw close to the Lord. And, you know, you may wonder how is that related to losing a child? But, uh, you know, I'll just say shortly for me, losing Gabriel, it showed me how important it was to have a good relationship with the Lord and, and with my wife and also sort of opened my eyes. I was, I don't know, uh, 27, 26, 27 when he was born. And um, <clears throat> it, I guess I was 28. 28 I, I can't yeah. count. Yeah, 28. And so I guess it's bad that I made it that far in life, not being as aware of other people's struggles. But, you know, I knew people didn't always have everything together but going through that I guess opened my eyes to how common that is and how many people lose a child through miscarriage or stillbirth or some complications shortly after birth and how I should be willing to 
look past the way someone's being a jerk in the moment or look past, you know, whatever it is that's going on that they're having a bad day, they're making everybody else's day worse and try to understand, you know, what else is going on in their lives and take the time to come over and you know, Gabe's having a bad day and he's just being, he's snapping at everybody and he's not being super kind to his customers or whatever it is. Like, you know, you can treat him like the jerk that he's being at that moment, or you can be like, Hey man, I, I don't know what's going on with you, but I want to let you know, I'm praying for you and your family. Or, you know, I, I hope you have a good rest of your day or, you know, whatever. If you know him well enough, be like, Hey man, what's going on? You want to talk about it? And I think for me, what's, what's important. And we, we've talked about this before, but, uh, the verse, Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, it talks about how God offers us peace beyond all understanding, how he gives us comfort in our loss so that we may feel his nearness and eventually share the comfort with others and try to point them to him. And so that verse says, again, at Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in, in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And it sounds kind of redundant because comfort's in there like five times. But to me, that's really important because you think about what comfort is and where it comes from. And comfort doesn't come from sitting alone on your couch feeling sorry for yourself. It doesn't come from drinking through their pain it doesn't come from arguing with your wife or quit like stopping having conversation with your wife but it comes from healing and healing comes from the lord and allowing him to work in your heart and to help you process your feelings your your emotions and your hurts regarding the loss of your children and i think that's an important thing the probably one of the most important things is to remember how the Lord has comforted you and brought you to a place where you're not broken and you're not just hanging on and struggling every single day. And, and maybe some of you still are there, but if you've moved past that with the help of the Lord, I think it's an important step to you know start trying to give back to others, um, whether it's your wife, maybe you, sh- you probably should start with your wife and, and encourage your wife. Um, you know, take the time to remind her, you know, the Lord has been faithful to us in this way. Um, if no other way, then, hey, we're believers, and we know that means that 10 years from now, uh, 60 years from now, or, or six months from now, if we, we die and go to heaven, we have that hope, and we have that confidence that we'll see our child again. So I, I think that's a really important thing is just to take the time to encourage others because we ourselves have been comforted and encouraged by the Lord. Yeah. And I think the reason, like you said, that verse was kind of redundant was the words you use is because, you know, authors are going to use words that they really want to convey multiple mm-hmm. times, you know, when they're, when, when they're writing. And so guess what word steps out, stands out, you know, in that well, it's comfort. And that's what we, that's what the author was trying to get at is that, Hey, you, when you're going through stuff, it's so that way once you get through it and you receive comfort, you can be a comfort to those that are going to go through similar situations. And, you know, I know we mentioned this before uh, on a previous show, but I'm going to mention it again because it's in this context that, you know, my wife and I went through what we went through in 05. And then uh, later in that same year, one of my best buddies I grew up with, played basketball with in high school, 
uh, he and his wife went through a similar situation where they uh, ended up having a preterm delivery at like 21 or 22 weeks. Mm -hmm. And so we were then able to be there for them, you know, and comfort them uh, in in ways that we had received (coughs) comfort. And when they were struggling, you know, we were able to say, hey, you know what, I, I felt that way too, and here's how God helped me through that, you know, and that kind of thing. And so Fast forward another another uh, six six eight months. Another one of my best buddies from from high, from growing up high school elementary school, they lost a child to SIDS, uh, and you know we were able to to be there with them and walk with them through that time. And so you know with those two instances, I was just like, man, you know, God thank you that you allowed me and my wife to go through this difficult time first so that way we could be there for my buddies, you know, because I would have, if if I if they had went through that first, I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have known what to say. I wouldn't have known what they were feeling mm-hmm. because I hadn't been through that, you know, and obviously I don't know exactly what they were feeling or thinking because I'm not them, but I guarantee you it was similar, you know, because we're, men you know we're of the same age we grew up in the same town you know that kind of thing right so i know that it was similar and so i was grateful to be able to walk alongside them during that journey and Mm -hmm. and to pass on and to to live out this verse that you Mm -hmm. just said Mm -hmm. um and so that's something that again we we can count it count it joy when we face trials of many kinds as the Mm -hmm. word says because and this is one of the reasons because then we can be there for our friends when they Mm -hmm. when they need it in their time of difficulty and and I like what you said, Will, about having that more compassion now for people because you know how you were feeling and how days that you would have been, you know, really uh, angry or really short or whatever after this loss because you were still dealing with this, you know, d- having to like handle this grief and process this grief, but you're also having to live in the real world. And so when we see folks out there that are just, you know, just angry you know we have to remember man there's something if we peel back the layers man there's mm-hmm. something going on in their life and it can help us to have more compassion for them you know mm-hmm. folks are folks act out generally when they're hungry tired or stressed you know or they're angry for some reason right so that's another obviously kind of stress and so if we can get to that point where we can peel back those layers and be like what you know what is what is going on with this person and why are they acting that way and then how can i potentially help them you know move through this then that's a that's hard man because that takes emotional intelligence takes spiritual intelligence takes a tremendous amount of patience and grace you know but we and we can't do that on our own because on our own we just want to lash out and like put them in their place and you know bloody their nose or whatever the case may be but you know that that's generally not the the way to handle the situation right the way to handle the situation is just through god's supernatural power working through us just allowing him to be uh, and say, you know, what needs to be said uh, in a in a Christ-like manner. Now, Jesus put people in their place too when they needed it. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you're some pacifist, um, but it still should give us a level of grace that, hey, if this person's acting out, be it a kid, you know, or in your home, or a coworker, or somebody on the road, you know, whatever the case may be, like just remember, man, there's something deeper going on that's making them act that way. Because if they were at peace emotionally and spiritually, they just would not be acting like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point there, Gabe. And I think there's there's a lot there that we'll get into again in the future. 
Um, but yeah, we're coming up on 20 minutes here and, uh, this is a Saturday morning and we, uh, kind of tried to fit this in here. It's been about a month or so since we recorded and, uh, it is, like we said, it's, uh, October 2nd of 2021. So, uh, kids are, are having sports and things going on. So Gabe and his wife are busy and, and Hannah and I, you know, have our own things going on. So we apologize for taking a little longer between podcasts here, but we'll, we'll do our best to at least get you a couple a month and, uh, and try to keep things flowing out. But we appreciate, like we've said multiple times, you, you sticking with us through this uh, episode 26. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week. And uh, we know that we are praying for you. And we are always ready to uh, contact you or to be contacted by you and, and discuss you know, whatever you want to talk about. If, if you want to talk about something we've already talked about on the podcast, if you want to share your uh, questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts, whatever. Uh, if you're angry at us and you want to yell at us, and that's fine. We're here for you. Uh, so please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can search Lost Boys to Found Fathers. And we appreciate you joining us today. Also, uh, check out Gabe's book, Lost. It's uh, Thy Will Be Done, question mark. You can find that on Amazon. Remember, guys, let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.